that you're here with us. Holy Spirit, come. Come and be over us this morning, Lord. God, be in our minds, be in our hearts. Holy Spirit, we just welcome you. We welcome you afresh. We welcome you anew. Holy Spirit, come and do everything that you have planned this morning, Lord. God, touch every heart this morning, Lord. Father, we pray for healing in bodies that are sick this morning. God, we pray for freedom for, for those who are oppressed this morning. God, we pray that you would come and do that thing that only you can do this morning, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, come this morning. Come in an even stronger way than you are right now, Lord. Touch hearts, change minds. Touch hearts, change lives, Lord. We thank you, Lord. God, we thank you for your Holy Spirit. God, we thank you for, for that which is among us this morning. We thank you for the Holy Spirit, Lord. Breathe on us again, God. 
breathe on us again, God. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hey, if you're here uh, for the first time and, and it's kind of tight in here, it's Baptism Sunday. So uh, we've got a lot of friends and family. Yeah, come on. This is something to celebrate. We've got a lot of friends and family here to see those who are getting baptized. And so we're thrilled about that. Uh, if there's no elbow room between you and the person next to you, all I can say is get used to it, guys, because God's doing something at Redeeming Love. Um, we are so excited for those that want to get baptized this morning. This is, this is what we do as a church. Uh, when someone comes to know Christ, uh, Jesus said uh, that we should follow him in the waters of baptism. And so we have five people this morning that are, have decided to do that. They've made a decision to follow Christ. And they've five that have signed up. If you're here this morning and you want to get baptized, we'll baptize you. Uh, if you haven't scheduled to get baptized and you want to get baptized, you're a believer, you've never been baptized, um, or you were only baptized as an infant, uh, we've got the hot tub full. The water's 84 degrees. It's, it's good. <laughs> it's not cold water. And so we'd be happy to baptize anybody. If you're here today and you haven't scheduled, but you believe in Jesus and you want to get baptized, see Pastor Steve in the back. He's the handsome guy back there with the black vest standing right by the, the window. And uh, he'll get you in line and we'll get you in the water. Baptism is this. Uh, baptism, I want to just explain what it is and why it is that we do what we do here at Redeeming Love. Baptism is an outward expression of an inward decision. And so these five people that are going to get baptized this morning, they have made the decision to follow Christ. And baptism is an outward expression of that inward decision to follow Christ. The Bible tells us that as ministers, we can baptize people because of their confession of faith. And so when each one of these five people comes up and gets into the tub this morning, I'm going to ask them one question, and it's, have you made Jesus Christ Lord and Savior of your life? And when they say, yes, I have, that is the basis by which we baptize, right? And so here at Redeeming Love, we, we seek to follow the biblical model. Uh, we had baby dedications last Sunday. We don't baptize infants because infants can't make that decision. And so this is why we baptize as adults. Uh, so without much further ado, uh, one, one additional thing that I do want to say is that Romans tells us that the benefit of baptism is that we leave our old nature behind and we walk in the new nature that Christ has given us. And so that is the glorious, uh, that is the glorious, glorious, glorious truth of baptism that we walk in. Amen. Amen. So we're going to baptize some people here. Amen. All right.
made Jesus Christ Lord and Savior of your life? Absolutely, yes. All right, why don't you fix your earplugs there? Step forward, all the way to the front. We baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Jesus Christ, Lord and Savior of your life? Yes. Then we baptize you. Step all the way forward. Then we baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Have you made Jesus Christ Lord and Savior of your life? Yes, I have. Then we baptize you. Step all the way forward. Then we baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Lord and Savior of your life? Yes, I have. Then we baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Sorry. Dorothy, have you made Jesus Christ Lord and Savior of your life? Yes, I have. Then we baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Savior of your life? Yes, he saved me from cancer. Amen. Come on. So just a little testimony. What's your name? Emily. Emily came here uh, a few months back, and uh, she came, was it in a wheelchair, or was it with uh, your cane? I think it was in a walker. Came, and she could barely walk. Her heart rate was crazy, and uh, she came up. She got prayer, and God has been healing her. And uh, even just this week, God healed her heart rate and her cancer is, is going away. We have seen multiple healings here and she's just the next one in line. Amen? Amen. Amen. What? Hang on one second. Okay. <laughs> I haven't announced it yet. We baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit.
let's all just stand and just worship and celebrate this awesome thing that's happened here this morning. Amen. Father, our joy-filled life series that's coming, Lord Jesus. Father, we don't want to leave here the same way we came here today. Lord, we want to be different. We want to carry you with us. We want to let others know that they need to carry you, not because, not because it's the right thing to do even, Lord, but because it will bring them life. It will bring them joy. Oh, God. Father, thank you for your testimonies. Thank you for what you're doing, and thank you for this crowd. In Jesus' name, go ahead. If you have a seat, go ahead and sit in it. Okay, I just came back from a vacation on Southwest, and I feel like one of those uh, attendants there. You know, there are no aisle or window seats left, so please go down the aisle and take the middle seat. We're so glad that you're okay with being crowded today. And Pastor Matt has it right. We better get used to it because God is doing amazing things. Amazing things. So thank you. Thank you once again, all right? Welcome, welcome, welcome. When you came in, you would have received an Engage card. I don't know where we stand with still having any left, but if you do not have an Engage card, please raise your hand and we will try to get you one. This is our way to be in touch with you, to engage with you, because we are a church that believes in engaging um, God, engaging church, and engaging culture. There's a spot on here for your name and your address, your telephone number, your email, whatever you're comfortable with. 
It would be great if one of them was a contact, okay? Email, phone number. That way, if you put something on the back, maybe you had a question, maybe you had a prayer request, and we wanted to contact you, we would be able to. We're not an annoying church, okay? And we are not going to bug you, but we certainly want to pray for you, with you. We want to hear your testimony. We want to know what's going on so we can engage with you and help you engage with God, okay? So feel free to fill that out throughout the service. You don't have to do it right now. It's great if you do. And then at the end, um, there's a bucket that'll go around. Your Engage card goes right in there, okay? Um, we want to welcome our online viewers this morning. I better get back over here, huh? Welcome. Hi out there. And um, they are on www.redeeminglovechurch.org. You can fill out an Engage card on that, okay? And if you're watching on Facebook, you can do that also. You're going to have communion today. If you did not receive a small cup, um, it's about this big, a small cup with juice and a wafer on top, please raise your hand and we will get you one, okay? Um, but today is communion Sunday, which means what? For those of you who come here regularly, what is Wednesday? Holy Spirit Encounter Night. And you know what? If y'all want to come back, we're not baptizing anybody that night, but God's going to do something spectacular. So feel free to come and join us. Listen, tell your friends, healing is happening here. Healing is happening. You have a friend who's sick, who's been struggling, who just is, you know, kind of ready to throw in the towel, like this is the way I have to live life, invite them. Invite them and be praying for that and praying as you bring them along because God has just been doing spectacular things, okay? Pastor Stacy's going to bring the message today. So that's exciting, right? Um, but you know what? I forgot to flip the page, so I got some more announcements. So just settle down. Settle down. It's okay. All right? So go and sow evangelism event at City Church next Saturday. Our own Mandy, Lindsay. Mandy, stand. Where are you at? Stand right up. Stand up. Here she goes. That's Mandy Lindsay. If you have any questions, see her because she's going to be sharing. She is just an awesome woman of God. So if you can make it, that would be great. Membership class, a lot going on. Membership class 104 today at 12 o'clock. And you don't want to miss it because my husband and I will be tag teaming that one. And, you know, we're, we're just full of it. So, yep, it's in the Sequoia room. So you don't want to miss that. If you missed 104, come on up back. And if you just want to get started, that's okay with membership because you can make the other ones up next time we do it. All right, before we uh, run the announcements and Pastor Stacy comes up, I just want to point a couple things out. If you're a visitor here today, and I'm focusing over here because most of our visitors are over here, but even if you're a visitor over here and you have a child, see where these two lovely people, that's Amy and her husband, whose name escaped me right now. Brian. Sorry, Brian. I love you. I love you. Amy and Brian are standing there. The kids go through there, and they can help you find a classroom. To, uh, to my right, there's the women's room, and through this back door that says exit, there is a men's room, all right? And if you have any questions or you feel a little lost, there's always an usher that can help you. All right, we are going to have the announcements right now, and then our own Pastor Stacy is going to come and bring the word. I'm excited about that, all right? Hey, I forgot to pray for the kids. Lord Jesus, bless the kids and bless the teachers.
Good morning. Good morning. Whew. I'm telling you, it's exciting. Actually, did I do something wrong up here? Mm. I think I missed a step. So am I up? Oh, I'm up. Except that I can't see anything on this. <laughs> well, welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm so excited. I, um, I get the privilege of like being able to bring a message today with so much excitement and joy in the house. I, yet last week, like he said, like Pastor Matt said, we had baby dedications, which are so exciting as a child is starting off their life to dedicate them to the Lord. And it really is more of the dedication of the parents to raise the child in, in the word of God. But today is like a turning point in, um, in a believer's life where they are outwardly making that decision. And it is exciting. It is so exciting to see so many loved ones and family. Thank you so much for coming out for your family and your friends and supporting them because this is just, it's a huge moment in a believer's life. And um, it's just great to see that they have family that supports them and loves them so much. So thank you so much. Thank you. It just happens to be that we're, we're having all of these joyous occasions. We didn't plan them that way, but it's in the midst of our joy-filled life series. So it just seems like the Lord just knew what he was doing when we put all of this together. And um, as some of you know, you know, we were looking at this video and I'm, I'm always hit with, you know, we look at some of these events that we're playing through that video and they, they are exciting, like water baptism and the birth of a child and stuff. But also in there, there's some time, there's some things in life that they're kind of tough and you wouldn't think that they would be maybe in a joy-filled life video, but they're part of our life. And so my hope today is to just encourage you that, yeah, some of these things are gonna happen, but we can still have joy and stay steadfast in the midst of these trials. It's part of life, right? We all live on planet Earth. Things happen. And um, so, you know, most of you know my husband, for those of you who don't know, my husband is nicknamed the Joy Pastor. And he has gotten that, he's had that um, title for quite some time. And you might think that because I've been married to the Joy Pastor, we're coming up on 30 years that by osmosis or you know maybe like living in the house together i would just be filled with joy and um he's been very supportive but it didn't happen that way it doesn't happen that way i'm still a uh, a, a work in progress um i love jesus but i'm made a little bit differently than my husband is and every person sitting in here is made a little different too and so as much as my husband could not really like impart joy to me by laying hands. He could pray for me, but the Lord kind of had to do the rest of the work. There was something that he had to start imparting into me and there were changes I had to make in my life so that I could pursue what I really wanted was joy. And years and years ago, I prayed a prayer, didn't really mean too much about it, but I said something like this, Lord, I sit in the front row. My husband wasn't the lead pastor at the time. It's, that's how long ago. I sit in the, in, next to my husband who is considered the joy pastor. I feel like Eeyore. He's more like Tigger. And I want joy. 
not happiness. I don't want happiness from the circumstances that go on in my life. I want joy. And I, want, I know that joy comes from heaven. And it comes from God alone. And so that is what I want. It was a very short, simple prayer one morning. It was the first day I got my speeding ticket. <laughs> and I actually started laughing at the, the police officer, Troy, Troy Cop. Started kind of like giggling, just the fact like, really? This is how we're going to get joy. <laughs> and I was just kind of like, okay, I like laughed through this. It's good. I must have joy. No, no. And so it's been this series of, it's this journey. If you've heard me preach before, God loves our journey. Every single person in here is on a journey. It's an individual journey. It's a journey with him and no one else. Okay. And God doesn't care how fast we go. I know some of us like those really fast cars, but you know, there is a speed limit, but God doesn't care about how fast the journey takes us. He just cares that he's with us every step of the way. He wants to be with us. He wants to be beside us. He wants to be leading us. He wants to us to invite him into the process, into the journey. He loves the journey. He loves the relationship. Just like you love the relationship with your child or your parent or your loved one, he loves the relationship with you. And so I'm going to share a little bit about this journey that God's kind of taken me on and where he's taken me in the last couple of years. And maybe, and I want to give you some keys of how we do that. I'm one person who's like more of a, like, I got to do it to get it. You know, my parent could have said the stove is hot and I was the child that had to go. <laughs> so I want, I'm going to give you some things. And like I said, I'm not there, but I see a change. I see a change in how I act. I see a change in how I speak. I can hear a change. I, I think differently than I thought before. And so I know God's doing something. I know that I'm getting a, a, a little bit closer. And uh, you know what? I won't be perfect until I draw my last breath. So I'm trying to enjoy the imperfection of being Stacy. So we kind of have to, we have to enjoy ourselves. Right. We have to enjoy ourselves. So I kind of have this interactive, I'm going to throw out a couple of questions. I really just want to have fun today. And I said to the Lord, if all else just falls out and I have no idea and I lose track of my notes, we're just going to kind of like laugh and kind of like see where God takes us this morning. So can we do that this morning? Can we just have some joy in the house this morning? So my first question to you is this, how many here are morning people? If you don't know what that means. I'm not going to look mean at you. A morning person, you wake up, the sun is always shining, like you just are bounding with joy, there's a song in your spirit, you're just kind of, and you never have a bad day? No, everybody's got to, then you got to put your hand down, but no, you're a morning person, you've been, okay, I saw you raise your I am not, although I'm declaring over myself that I'm beginning to become a morning person. And so the reason why I bring up the morning person is <laughs> how we start our day really does change. It can really set the direction for that day. It can really set the direction for that day. And I just want to say, if you are one of those morning people, it is a gift. Embrace it. Thank God for it daily because it is a gift. As you saw when you looked around the room, not many people have it. So it is from him. And you know what, if, if you're one of those people who's not a morning person, maybe go up to one of those morning people and say, can you just impart 
morning, help me to be joyful when I wake up in the morning. But I, even as a child, was not really a morning person. I remember my dad setting, I had like little shelves in my um, headboard, and my dad would literally put the alarm clock right there. I think I might have had two. And in, I just would sleep through my alarm. And I was just kind of, I was just one of those groggy people in the morning. And no matter what he did, he would come in, wake me up, I would just, And even as I became a teenager, my parents, I ended up picking the one room when we built our house. And um, I don't know if they did this on purpose, but they put the security horn in my closet. I mean, the horn was like this big, but it was in my closet. I would sleep through the horn. I would sleep through the horn. In fact, I think I actually changed my dog into not being a morning person because when my dad would go in to wake me up in the morning, my dog would growl at him. <laughs> so that's just how much of a, like, I just, I was a groggy person. <laughs> well, then I became a parent. And how many knows, like, who knows what morning is? You're up all night. You know, and um, but I still got this thing of like, I love sleep. So my kids came across, my daughters came across this picture and I just got it. Oh, I got it. <laughs> when we were um, a little bit older or whatever. And this is a reflection of our household. I'm not sure if you don't know my children, but my one daughter is Pocahontas. And when they found this, they were like, oh my gosh, this is us, mom. And I was like, it so is. I don't know why my mom didn't start giving me coffee at a younger age. It probably would have helped. But my daughter is, is the, the Pocahontas wing of Poe sisters. And, and just like literally, I, I think that nature follows her and, and, and flowers just bloom behind her. And she wakes up in the morning like, woo. And I won't say who the redhead Curly is, but it's not me. Um, who's got her head on the table, but for those of you who know, I have two daughters, and so one is dark-haired, one is a redhead. And I'm the blonde trying to figure out how to get the coffee in the cup so that I can handle the difference between both. My one daughter, who's the redhead, I'm gonna tell on her a little bit, um, she actually talked about, you know, have, you, have your parents ever said to you, you got up on the wrong side of the bed. How many, I mean, how many as a parent have said that? Go back to bed, try rolling over and getting off the other side. That's great unless you're, you have a wall on the other side. But my one daughter, um, the one who's got her, her head on the, <laughs> on the table, she would wake up kind of thing like, and so literally she would kind of be asleep through the whole process. We'd get her all dressed, da, 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 da. But the moment we put, and she was just grumpy, like we just knew not to talk to her. And when we got older, we could look at one another. Her and I were kind of the same in the morning. We'd just go, mm, you know, and that was it. <laughs> And, um, but when she was little, she would kind of be groggy or whatever, and she would just be, and I just knew, like, oh, she's just like her mother, that's okay, we're gonna get a thing. But when she would go out the front door and get onto the front step, she would turn around and go like, bye, mom! And this big smile would come over her face, she was wide awake, and she'd run down to the bus. And one day I thought, we're gonna start there. I'm gonna put her out on the, on the step, in her pajamas, see if she gets excited, and we'll bring her back in, and the day will go a lot smoother. <laughs> I never actually did that. <laughs> but just for some parent out there who's like, wow, that might be a good idea. It might actually work. But really, how we, how we start our day is a big difference, is, is, can really set the process. How we get up in the morning can set the process for our day. And so one of the things the Lord um, started to show me was that because I really wasn't really one of these morning people, I know that I can change. 
if God has taught us anything in our walk with him, it's the fact that we can change. And he wants to change. See, my husband may be the joy pastor, but there are things, and we might be different, but there is one thing in common. God wants me to have joy. Can everybody say amen? God wants us to have joy. Every single person here in the midst of whatever you're going through, he wants each and every one of us to have joy. And his word declares it. His word says it. His word is true. And so we have that in common. So what, one of the things I do is when I wake up in the morning is I actually do what I read in this book, Benny Hinn, and he says, good morning, Holy Spirit. And I invite the Holy Spirit the moment I open my eyes. It took training. Half the time, I'd be halfway through the morning before I remember to do that. But I've endeavored. I put little reminders or things. And now the moment my eyes open up, I'm welcoming the Holy Spirit. Thank you for coming. Thank you that you gave me another day. Thank you gave me breath and that I'm here today, and what do you have for me? And I actually start to pr I pray a blessing over my spirit. I bless my spirit today, that it would be in control of my body and my soul today. Let me be led by my spirit. And so these are things before I even get out of bed, I'm already washing myself with the word of, with the word of God and blessing myself. Because I know a lot of times we go through days where we're not getting a lot of blessings. We're not getting a lot of blessings. Sometimes from the moment, for parents who have little children, I understand sometimes you don't even have a second to say, Jesus, because your child's crying. But try and take that time. Try to, to put that into your, to your schedule, even as you're running down the hall to grab that crying child. Sometimes I'll, sit, I'll get up in the morning, the first thing I do is grab my word if I have time. I know everybody's schedule is different, so you're going to have to figure out how God wants to put that into your schedule. But maybe it's a, it's a verse that you have memorized. You know, mine is, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lay down in, green, in uh, green pastures, and he leads me beside still waters. And it took me a while to memorize that, and I'll just start to speak that over myself. Sometimes I'm not even, like, paying attention to what I'm saying, but I know that my spirit is getting fed. I love something that Bill Johnson said. He said... You know, sometimes we read things or whatever and we don't understand it. He goes, well, half the time I don't remember what I ate the day before, but I know that it nourished me. That's right. So you might read something. You may not actually remember what you said, but it's, it fed your spirit. That's right. That's right. Other things that I do, I have like a stack of stuff on my table. My husband has no room on... Um, we, have, we have two prayer chairs in our room, and we have a table that sits in front of it, and um, he gets the tissue box. That's all the room he gets on that table. It's filled with my stuff. My husband has, he, he can hold in his brain a lot of scripture. My brain right now doesn't do that. And um, I tell him that I leak often. <laughs> and so I have to constantly refill myself. With scripture, I have to I have to pick up a piece of paper. I have to read something, whether it's journal, and I'm led by the Holy Spirit because He does things differently. We're not religious about it, you know. I, I I taught about saying the Lord's Prayer and how God changed it from when I was a Catholic, and it was just this rote prayer that I really didn't pay attention to. To really, it's this outline of having a conversation with the Father. And when you're in this relationship. It's constantly seeking him and saying, Lord, what do you have? What, what should I read today? What do I need today? What does my spirit need today? And I keep little books. Kenneth Hagan, I love it. I'm always saying, fill yourself with the word, though. But sometimes it's tough to, like, open your word and go, what do you want me to read, Lord? 
And so I actually keep little books like this. They're such quick reads that sometimes, the, you know, we all need encouragement. But Kenneth Hagin, like most of, most of his books, they're on my brain level. And they have so much scripture in them. So they're so encouraging. So I keep things like that. I keep journals. Sometimes I'll read back over something maybe I journaled. Or I'll listen to a prophecy that was spoken over my life to encourage myself. Be led. The Spirit will show you what you need for that morning. I even keep, and, and I'm gonna, we're going to talk a little bit more about these, about declarations. But I keep little th sheets like this where the Lord will highlight a scripture. Well, this way I'm not searching through the word necessarily. But they're right here and they're easy for me to grab and easy for me to read through. And I know something is going to connect with what's going on in my life or what I need that morning. That's just how the Holy Spirit works. I say all this to say is my title of my message today is Renew Your Mind. We got we to gotta start with here. So many times we've heard the battle is in the mind. And so how do we combat things that are going through our head? And so this is one of the ways I do it. We, we just, right when we wake up in the morning, we start putting in truths about how God sees us and how he loves us. One of the other ways that the Lord started to show me is that one of the other ways that we can start to renew our mind is to start thanking him. And I'm just one of those people, it's like, I'm going to tell you, listen, I, I, I have bad days just like you. There are days I wake up and there's this heaviness or sadness that I'm feeling. And, you know, I'll kind of go through and see what the Lord, and, and sometimes I can worship and put music on. And, and um, I would say probably at about a month and a half, two months ago, woke up in this very, um, just felt like a very dark day. And I, I didn't understand what was going on. And there were some things that I was like, Lord, these are just old. I don't know why I'm feeling these things. And I remember just, I had tried, I had kind of did everything I thought to, but I was running around like, I got to get ready to go to work. And I just, no matter what I, uh, praying and, you know, I'm, I'm over there like casting things out. Like, I don't know what this is. And I heard the Lord just say, just thank me. And I just started thanking him. I just started thanking him. I thanked him for simple things because at the moment I couldn't come up with anything. Thank you that you gave me red hair. Thank you that you gave me brown eyes. These are simple things, but they're God-given things. Thank you. And I just started kind of from the top of my head, started working myself down, started thinking, Lord, I thank you that you gave me a roof over my head. Lord, I thank you that you gave me four beautiful children who love you. I thank you that there's food on my table. I thank you that I have air to breathe today. Sometimes you've got to get simple, but we've got to start somewhere. And literally, as I started to just thank God and thank God because I'm thinking of things to be thankful for, I took my eyes off of how I was feeling and I focused on him. Yep. And all of the sudden, this thing just, the next thing I knew, it was gone. It was gone. So when you're in that place, I'm telling you, sometimes the last thing you want to do is thank God. Sometimes we're, you're in a place, you're, you're in such a dark place that you kind of feel like you want to blame God or you want to curse God. Thank him. It brings him into every situation and it realigns our thinking of what's going on in our minds. And that's everything we have to do. We have to realign and see God's perspective. 
And so I want to encourage you, thank him. Yeah. It's a simple, easy way. Thank him. Yeah. If you can't sit down and read your word, start thanking him. Start praising him. Yeah. His presence comes in when we start doing that. It's, yeah. it's like it's an automatic. Yeah. It's like he can't help but show up yeah. when we start doing that. So my other question to you this morning is, I told you this was going to be interactive. How many here talk to themselves, either out loud or in their heads? I could do both because I actually do both. Oh, good. There are people here like me. <laughs> There's a title of a book, this guy, and he says, if you don't talk to yourself, you're crazy. <laughs> and... Uh, so many times I was like, isn't that backwards? People who, you know, they think that because you talk about to yourself, you're crazy. No, I'm, I hate to tell you, but I think even those of you who don't raise your hand, I'm, like there's conversation, you have conversations in your head. Like, yes, yes, all the time. And um, sometimes we got to pay attention to, you know, what we're saying. So my next question, and yeah, these are this, you just keep to yourself. These are your answer. What are you saying to yourself? Have you ever taken inventory of the conversation that's going on in your head? The word says take captive every thought. Well, I think sometimes we allow so many thoughts to just run, go through our, thought, our, our heads that we, we're not even paying attention. I heard somewhere, you're not in control of the first thought you have, but you are in control of the second thought you have. That's where that scripture steps in. You take captive every thought. We have, to, we have to start paying attention to all of these thoughts that are going, these conversations that are going through our heads. Yep. So the thought comes in, you're like, I mean, I've had those thoughts where, boom, something jumps into my head. I'm like, where? And at the beginning, I didn't notice that those thoughts came to my head. But the next thing I knew, wow, I had played out this whole kind of like movie and thought about this thing. And, and usually it doesn't end someplace good. I'm usually in anxiety or nervousness. Um, you know, it, it goes somewhere that's not of God because sometimes those first thoughts aren't of God. Aren't, aren't of God. Aren't of God. But if we pay attention to those thoughts, we're more cautious and we're more conscious to be like, hmm, Lord, I'm holding that up to your word. Boy, that doesn't seem to fit in. And the Lord says to cast it out. That doesn't line up with how I think my God talks. But we have to know how God talks, right? Yep. We need to know the word. It says, my, my people perish for lack of knowledge. And I realized he wasn't talking about knowledge that we're going to school for. Right. He's talking about knowledge of the word and knowledge in the spirit. Because it says, the knowledge of this world will pass away, but my word will be with you forever. Big W. The word of God. We clutter our minds with our own thoughts and thoughts of the enemy, because some of those thoughts are ours. And we drown out the life-giving voice of our Father. We come so accustomed to hearing, I think, the voice and the conversations of the world around us that we've kind of absorbed them in. We don't even notice it anymore. We don't even notice it anymore. I know in a lot of... Um, 
Christian circles sometimes they hear the word meditating and they're like, that's a new age word. We don't like that. But if you have ever had a thought and thought about it again, you're meditating. Any word or any thought that you have in your mind that replays on your brain, you're meditating. So it does say to meditate on the word. We're meditating on a whole bunch of other junk that comes into our head. So how about we start meditating on what God says about us? I realized we're having conversations. So how about I get my conversations that are going through my head? How about I get those things I'm meditating on to work for me rather than against me? It says it takes 21 days to create a new habit. It takes 62 days to create a new thought. Wow. So we can actually change our patterns, which, you know, like I've started putting these things in my life, 21 days to create a new habit, a new pattern in my life. But it takes 62 days to create a new thought in my life. There was a study out there, and it said that... um, that when we think negatively, they've actually studied the brain. When we think negatively, it actually creates pathways in our brain. We are actually directing and we're creating how our brain will then think. So for some of you like me who are a little older and have been thinking negatively for a really long time, we have to be patient with ourselves because it's not gonna happen overnight. But all of you who are going to be working on this, like me, and you have little kids, you can start off now, and it helps. And they won't have to go through what we do to retrain our brains. Come on. Come on. It says, as a man thinks in his heart, so he is. And, you know, I remember reading the scripture said, well, the heart is deceitfully wicked. And I was like, that's kind of like mine. But when we start to think about that verse, because that's kind of how I felt. But when we start to think about that verse with renewed thinking, with a renewed mind, with the word of God implanted in us, that gets exciting. Now, all of a sudden, things that looked impossible are possible. Now, when I'm pressed or shaken or I'm going through a thing, all of a sudden what starts to come out of me is God things and not other attributes that we all kind of afterwards go, where did that come from? When I was younger, I believed this thing, and the the phrase went something like this, and I want to say I kind of picked this up when I was about 9 or 10 years old. If I... Am I, did I just cut out there? Sorry, sorry. I believe that if I just expected disappointment, I would never be disappointed. Mm. How many, you don't have to raise your hand, but how many kind of live like that? Like, I just expect to be disappointed, so I'm never disappointed. What a sad, and I'm not saying to you, I'm saying it to me, what a sad and depressed and hopeless way to live. Because yeah. Yeah. even when, something goes good, you, you still don't have the fullness of joy that God wanted you to have. You can't enjoy it fully because you expected it to go the other way. And because you expected it, so you're kind of like wrong if it goes the good way. Now you're just wrong. 
but it was a good thing. Our minds, <laughs> our minds. <laughs> the word says hope deferred makes the heart sick. Is what we're saying making us sick? And I'm, I'm speaking to you because this is exactly what the Lord has started to ask me. I'm not sharing anything with you that I haven't actually walked through. I'm walking through this um, now. He's, I mean, I'm a little bit ahead because he started to open this stuff up to me years ago. But there are so many of us who literally the conversations in our heads make us sick. I woke the other day um, with this song. It's an old song, and um, I was actually trying to get the, the tune of it, which, you know, you can't sing another song while someone's leading worship in another song. Like, have you ever tried to do that? It just doesn't work. And um, so it goes something like this. Today is the day you have made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Any older Christians in here know this song? Let Today is the day you have made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. I won't worry about tomorrow. I'm trusting in what you say. Today is the day. And this, this song just kind of came back into my spirit. And I just found myself singing it. And then the Lord started highlighting the word say. I'm trusting in what you say. We have to hear what God's saying for today. It's kind of like that morning ritual. Lord, what manna do you have for me? What is the daily bread you have for me? We have to be listening and asking what he's asking us and what he's telling us. If you're one who doesn't hear the word, doesn't hear the Holy Spirit, doesn't, doesn't seem to say, gosh, I, I don't hear him. I don't hear him. Then you even more so have to read your word, have sheets of scripture, whatever you got to do to get it in. But we gotta, sometimes we stuff ourselves with television and music and all this other kind of stuff. We've got to stuff ourselves with the Word of God. Because the fruit of that is life. All the other stuff, not life. Not life. Pastor Matt's always talking about, are we living things for the eternity? Is what we're doing going to make a difference in eternity? There are principles and statutes that hold true and never change in the Word of God. We can hold fast to those truths because the Bible is 100% true and is the written word of God. We want to know God? We got to know our word. But as that, that song kind of continued to play and this, the word say just kind of thing, I heard, I, the scripture came to me, life and death is in the tongue. Wow. Are we giving out life and death when we speak? whether to ourselves or to somebody else. How many here grew up with parents that said, if you don't have anything nice to say, can we finish it? Don't say anything at all. <laughs> I love it. And I, the Lord kind of brought that back to me. But he kind of gave me this little twist. See, I was pretty good about not saying bad things to other people. I wouldn't walk up to somebody and say something that wasn't nice. I knew to keep my mouth shut. I obeyed my parents. If I don't have something nice, I'm not going to say it. But what I realized was I didn't obey those rules when it came to me. Come on. Come on. Whether out loud 
in front of my mirror when I was growing up or in my head when I, you know, nobody was, people around and you can't say things like that about yourself. Some people do. Sometimes we do. You know, we do something like, oh, you're so stupid, you know. And the Lord says, so what have you been saying about yourself? Look at all these things. And I realized, wow, how many times I had called myself stupid or clumsy or, I or an idiot and ugly, whether out loud or in my head. And our words have power. That's right. Our words have power. That's right. I would never, ever in my life say those things to anybody else. But somehow I believed that I could verbally abuse myself. And I really truly believe there's people in here, and I think a lot more than we're not raising hands, but I think we have a tendency as the human race to verbally abuse ourselves, and it tears us down. Yeah. I was speaking death and curses on myself, and I didn't actually even know it. I didn't realize it. It was just second nature to me. I remembered, um, you know, I was remembering when the Lord actually revealed that to me. And he said this to me. He said, stop. Stop abusing my daughter. I created her. She is a masterpiece made in my image. And it hurts me when you hurt her. And it wounds her spirit and it inflicts bodily pain upon her. We are, every person who's sitting in this room, are his creation. We are his son and we are his daughters. And when we criticize ourselves, whether sometimes we're joking or not, doesn't matter, we are actually criticizing him and it inflicts wounds. It hurts him, but it also wounds us and it tears us down. And it convicted me. And the Lord started to highlight when I would, started to do what he told me to do, take every thought captive. We have to change that conversation. He started to show me in his word who I was, that I'm a daughter of the, of the most high God, That's right. that he created me and I'm a masterpiece. All of a sudden, words started jumping out in Ephesians of all the things that I have because this deception, this veil that the enemy wants us to be under, he loves when we criticize ourselves. We were made in the image of God. We were made a little lower than, the God, than God himself. We're actually above the angels. So when we criticize ourselves and we tear ourselves down, we take ourselves out of everything that he wants for us. We can't actually function or do what he's created us to do or move in the giftings that he's created us to move in because we're under this veil of you're not good enough. Who are you? Well, God loves everybody else. But he can't love you. You are the apple of his eye. And I know even as I say some of this stuff, some of you are like, no, not me. I know, I sat there. 
that 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 makes it for everybody else but you know what no there's just I, I have lost my temper way too many times even after I got saved I remember thinking the Lord's going to come down and rapture me uh, I'm going to rapture and um, I'm going to have to hang on to my husband's pant leg so that I go up And I didn't realize that the moment I accepted Jesus into my heart, I was washed clean. I was washed clean. And then he started working on me to get all of those thoughts that weren't of him out of my brain. It took a little while. And then as he started washing these thoughts out of my mind, my body started coming into alignment because like he said, the words that you were speaking are making you sick. And it says that in scripture. I'm not making that up. And then as my thoughts started changing about my body, all of a sudden my body started changing. I had an 18-year or longer gluten and allergy. I got to a place where we just tried everything to figure out what the heck was going on with my body. That I would get to the point where all I was eating was vegetables because I thought everything was making me sick. And in one instant, the Lord healed that gluten allergy. That was over a year and a half ago. And I knew it had direct correlation with the changing of the thinking that was going on in my mind because as my soul prospered, as my soul was healed, my body came into alignment and health and healing came. He wants that for every person in here. It's not just for me. It's not just for me. He wants that for every person in here. What's crazy is that as you start to get this renewed mind, we start to get more of Jesus' thoughts in our head. We get joy. We get joy. It's just the outcome of it. And not only do we get joy, but we want to share it with everybody. It changes in how we, we talk to other people. All of a sudden, what we say, there's life in what we say. Not into the whole energy thing, but yes, there is energy. It's like energy changes around us. So I want to practice today. I kind of told you it's going to be interactive. I, one of the things I was talking to you was I speak declarations. Declarations are things that we speak out loud. It says that we, we, um, faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So speaking out loud. I know sometimes we just pray, you know, kind of in our heads. But when we actually speak something out loud, it's like you get it doubly. It's like, so now you're speaking it. Some people have to write it. Are you one of those people, like, if you write it and you speak it, all of a sudden it helps your memory a little bit more? I'm one of those things, like, I got I to gotta write things down. Then I got to speak those things so I'm hearing it, you know, and declaring it. So I get it in all the senses. If I knew Braille, I think that might help too. <sighs> So I have a couple of declarations that we're all going to read out loud. And it's just, it's to start on this journey. And then what I did was I printed these, I printed them out. And just so you know, it's not heresy. There are scriptures next to every single declaration. I didn't just like pull these out like, oh, you're just one of those people who, you know, the, gla the glass is half full all the time. No, no. But can we be people who see the glass half full? Why is that always a negative commentary? Or you're just an optimist. Well, I'd rather, at this point in my life, I've learned I'd rather be the optimist than the pessimist. Yeah. 
we're going to go through trials. The word says you're going to go through trials. The word, it, it, like you're going to go through them. Why do we have to be miserable? I wish I'd learned this a really long time ago, and I'm pretty sure if my mom is listening to this or at some point, she wished I had learned this a really long time ago too. Because not only when I was going through something did I make myself miserable, I made sure she was miserable. Miserable people like, like miserable people. We want to be like, come on. And somehow I thought that if I was miserable and the more I got upset with myself and, 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 and you know, like somehow it was going to make the trial, I don't know, go quicker. It never worked. It never worked. I was just more miserable and then I would beat myself up for being miserable for so long. And I'm not saying I don't have a bad day. I still do, but I guarantee, like I had this thing like, when I would get into these things, I would build a house, put a foundation down, put a house up on top of it. Like that's how long I would stay in that miserable place. It could, it could possibly be months. And now I realize it's kind of more like a drive-through moment. And sometimes I don't even stop to get anything. Like that, 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 that thing comes, that, that negative, like I'm having a bad day or whatever, but I'm able to be like, okay, like I'm going to go through this anyway. Let's, I want to do it with joy. I want to have fun out of it. I don't want to give the devil any more glory. So can we read these out loud together? All right. First one. Hold on. Let me see if I can get it. We're going to read it together. I have a sound mind. Today I will think the right thoughts, say the right words, and make the right decisions in every situation I face. See, I put scripture down there just so somebody doesn't come back and say, you know, you're making that stuff up. Nope, it's in the word. I walk in ever-increasing health. If you're battling and you have sickness in your body, continue to declare this. You're getting the word of God so that when something comes at you, I would rather have joy in the word of God come out of me than um, some other things that used to come out of me. I am raised up with Christ and seated in the heavenly places with him. Amen. I have the mind of Christ. I have the peace of God that surpasses understanding. I have authority over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt me. I am forgiven of all my sins and washed in the blood of Jesus. I am not who my past says I am. I am who God says I am. Got to break the rear view mirror. Come on. Come on. I am unconditionally loved by God and worthy to receive love and blessings today. Today is the day. I don't wait for perfection to celebrate myself and be joyful. I love that one. I love that one. When we're not trying to be in that perfect, when we can just accept ourselves like, hey, I'm just me. God loves me anyway. Doesn't matter what I did. 
I say that with a thing. When we've done something that we have to repent about, we need to come to him and repent. And instantly it's, it's washed underneath the blood. It's washed underneath the blood. So I have these printed out. They're actually going to be by, every, by the doors. When you leave, take them. There's a lot more there. Um, and they're actually from a, a ministry called Igniting Hope Ministries. And it is amazing. If you're one who battles with depression, you know, having negative thoughts about yourself or even other people or whatever, I encourage you. You can sign up. He, it's, it, it doesn't cost anything. He sends out like a blog. His name is Steve Backland, and he has declarations for all different stuff. And it's the word of God. Yep. It's not made up stuff. It's the word of God. It is things that we can, we can glean from the, the word. But sometimes it's hard for us to fumble through the word and find those things. And the last thing I want to do is we're going to take communion today. And communion is another way we renew our minds. It's another way we renew our minds. And so we're going to practice that today. We're going to do that. I, um, I'm going to read out of The Power of Communion. It's a book. And I'm going to read out of it, and then, um, and then we'll take communion. It's all about him. Everything changes when we align ourselves with God. As Bill Johnson says, the Holy Spirit wants to reveal himself to you so that he can reveal himself through you. We are citizens of heaven, but we have an assignment to fulfill on earth. That is releasing the reality of heaven into every situation, every relationship, and every corner of the earth. But how can we do that? Not through our own strength, surely. Scripture says that we have the mind of Christ. It says that we have died and have been raised with Jesus. It says that our old man has gone and we are a new creation. We saw that demonstrated even today in the act of baptism. And that Christ lives within us. The Bible is 100% true. So if I'm not experiencing those statements all of the time, then there must be a reality that is greater and truer than the one I am experiencing. That we would need reminding of this greater reality comes as no surprise to the Lord. It's like he sat us all down at the table with the disciples in the upper room and said, listen, I know. I know some days are going to be hard. I know there are going to be moments when it feels like the reality of heaven is far away. Your child is sick, or you lost your job, or your best friend died, or you did the thing you swore you would stop doing. I know, I'm leaving you something, my body and my blood, to remind you who you are and where your true home is. I'm leaving you this reminder of my salvation, my healing, the comfort of my presence, and my victorious return. Take it, remember me, be everything I created you to be so that my kingdom can invade every single one of those situations and the world can know a good good father amen if you're here today and you have never asked the lord jesus to be your lord and savior i want to give you that opportunity today before we take communion communion is for believers 
And if you want to do that, if you've listened to me today, you want to have the renewed mind of Christ, giving your life to the Lord is the first step. It's the first step. Water baptism is another one of the steps. But the first step is acknowledging that we're sinners. I did this 32 years ago in this church, in this corner. I came to that realization that I was lost and I needed help. That I didn't want to live the way that I was living anymore. I didn't want to be that depressed person anymore. And so I'm going to pray a prayer. It's kind of like a declaration. The prayer isn't what saves you. It's the change in your heart that you're turning your heart towards him and you're saying, I believe that you're Jesus. I believe that you died on a cross for me. It's a declaration. It's a heart change. And so I'm going to pray this prayer. If you want to pray with me, you just repeat right after me. Lord, I know that I'm a sinner. I know that I need you. And I don't want to walk through this world alone anymore. I believe that you are the son of God. That you died on the cross. And you rose three days later in victory. I repent for my past. And I invite you in to be with me for the remainder of my days on this earth. I thank you that you have washed me clean, that you've forgiven me of my sins, that you have healed me of my sicknesses, and you have delivered me from depression, from oppression, from every negative thought. And I make you Lord over my life. And I promise to follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. If that's you and you did that, I would love for you afterwards to come up. I want to celebrate with you. It says that all of heaven rejoices when one person gives their life to the Lord. There was rejoicing 32 years ago when I gave my life to the Lord. And so there's rejoicing this morning in heaven if you gave your life to the Lord. And so I want to rejoice with you. Also, on your Engage card, there's a place where it says, I have received Jesus as my Lord and Savior. And we want to just give you some information to help you on that walk. Um, there's a book that helps explain the next steps. Um, I don't know if it has water baptism, but just it's, it's an encouragement on what do I do with now that I've given my life to the Lord. And one of the other things we do is we take communion. And so as believers this morning, let's all, if you pull off the first um, little film, we're going to take the body this morning.
And so in this book that I'm reading, The Power of Communion, there's a 40-day devotional. And um, so this is one of the days, and I thought that it was fitting for today. It says, I will not allow the size of a problem to overshadow the size of you, God. Your power, your love, and your redemption are at the very core of my reality. If I ever forget, I will take your body proclaiming the testimony of Jesus' death and resurrection. So let's take that now. We remember what you did, Jesus. You bore the penalty that was meant for me. Thank you. I'll take the blood. If I ever get distracted by circumstances, I will take your blood, returning once more to my experiential knowledge that you are absolutely trustworthy. You're trustworthy, Jesus. We take that. Because of who you are, I look at the world with hope above every concern. I anticipate your goodness in every situation. I trust you no matter what. Can we cheer for that? We trust him no matter what. No matter what. I'm going to invite Pastor Matt to come up to receive the offering. And please don't forget, take these declarations on their sheets as you walk out. I'm trying to make it easy. I need it easy for me. It's the way my brain works, and um, I hope that it really helps everyone else too. Amen, amen, amen. Hey, uh, just uh, by way of communication, if you did check that box this morning on your Engage card that you accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, be sure to put your address down. Uh, we want to send you that booklet that explains that, that decision. And uh, it'll give you some first, step, first steps on what you should do. The first step is find a good church. If you like it here, we'd love to have you here. Uh, we, love, we love having new people, and, and uh, we think we've got a, we, we love one another here at Redeeming Love, and we'd love to love more people. Uh, so if you like it here, we'd love to have you here. Uh, we are going to receive the offering, tithes and offerings at this point. Uh, if you're here, first-time guest, don't feel obligated to give. The Bible says uh, that no man should give under uh, compulsion, but that every man should give as they have determined in their heart. So we are not uh, strong-arming anybody. If you don't want to give this morning, don't give. You guys, Redeeming Love, you guys are a wonderful bunch of givers. Uh, we, we have... Uh, we are able to bless the community in many different ways because of the giving that you guys do. So thank you guys so, so, so much. Uh, the Lord owns the, 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 the gold is his, the, the silver is his, the cattle on a thousand hills are his. So if God needs to do something, he has the resources. And sometimes we're the ones that, that bring those resources in. Uh, but, you know, we don't, we don't want to... Um, we don't want to strong arm anybody. That's not what we're about. So uh, first time guests, be excused from giving this morning. I mean, unless you want to. We're not going to stop anybody from giving. 
But uh, come on, let's just pray. Father, we thank you for every giver here this morning. Father, we just pray the blessing of God upon them. Uh, Father, we thank you for uh, these baptisms. We pray your blessing upon every every baptizee this morning, Lord. We just pray the favor of God go with them throughout the day, Father, uh, as they gather to celebrate later. And Lord, we just thank you uh, for, th for the rest of this day. God, we thank you for all that you're doing in our lives. We thank you for all that you're doing in our church. We thank you for all that you're doing in our community. And Lord, you are changing things. God, your spirit is coming and we are seeing change. We give you glory and honor and praise in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. The ushers are going to pass those buckets. Put your Engage card in those buckets as they go by too. Hey, uh, one last thing is that we have prayer available today. We'll have our prayer and healing team available up over here on this side. I know normally we do that on both sides, all on, on your left side today over here. We'll have the prayer and healing team available. If you have sickness in your body or if you need prayer for anything, please don't hesitate to see our prayer and healing team. Thank you guys so much for coming today, and we hope to see you guys.